All right, and welcome everybody to episode number, I believe, nine of 357. I'm Dean, back here with Kellen, and we took a week off Christmas. Not Didn't really miss much. Wasn't a huge uh, college basketball slate, especially with Omicron. You know, the Omicron variant hitting a lot of cancellations, a lot of postponements, um, a few of them good games. But we are back. We do have, you know, college basketball starting to pick up. They're even with the cancellations and uh, Omicron ripping through it. We have a couple, seems like we got a couple good games each night. We got Wisconsin Purdue going on right as we're recording this. Um, I got over here, Purdue up six right now. But uh, with that being said, we're going to go to the AP poll like we start off every Monday. And not a lot of movement this week again. Uh, top seven actually this week all stayed the same. So. No, I don't really have any huge takeaways from this one. Uh, one thing to watch, I think, is a team start people's radars. Providence, the Providence Friars, shot up five spots to number sixteen this week after they uh, after they destroyed DePaul a game. I actually thought DePaul could have won, but DePaul historically hasn't been great recently, and Providence kind of just you know played them out of their own gym on Saturday. Um, I also think Colorado State, if you talk about any like problems, I think Colorado State should be up a little more. Still undefeated, one of the you know last three undefeated teams. And um, the team that should maybe fall a little bit more just based on their strength of schedule. I I, I do like them, but uh, actually, you know what? Never mind. Uh, I think they're in a good spot after looking at the schedule a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, really no huge problems I have from the AP poll this week. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I think this is probably the poll that I've agreed with the most. Uh, the top ten barely had any movement. Arizona went up one, and Auburn went up two, and Iowa State dropped three out of the top um, from the top ten uh, because of their loss with Baylor. But uh, besides that, I mean, Providence moved up, Seton Hall fell, LSU fell, Villanova went up, Alabama went up. Um, Colorado State, I feel like that is um, right that they stayed because they haven't played a game in a while, but they still are undefeated. So um, I could see why they can move up, but um, I think it's fine where they are. And um, besides that, I think they did a pretty good job with the poll. I don't really have any complaints like normal. Yeah, same for the most part. Um, Yeah, good job, AP. Although I did see – let's get out of the way – was a voter this week that in the first to begin with decided to vote for George accidentally um, assuming he forgot to pick Zaga but so that was kind of funny but other than that good job by the AP all right so moving on even though the podcast didn't go on we still did some picks over break we took a break I think from Monday through Wednesday because there was barely any games on then yeah but um, Thursday through Sunday we were back at it and there was a little bit of movement in the standings. No, nobody switched play uh, rankings, but so the games we picked first off. Let me get out of the way: Michigan, CF, Villanova, Seton Hall, Memphis, Wichita State, Baylor, Iowa State, Wake Forest, Miami. Or I might just go game by game, just so I can set each of our picks and then um, how we did. Yeah. Michigan, UCF. You went Michigan. Computer up Michigan. 
I did take UCF. I know I didn't share with you my picks, so you have to believe this. I did take UCF, and they no, did end up winning. Um, you often, you know, in an upset. I really like UCF this year. I think they have a really good backcourt, and they're going to be – I thought in the American. They lost last night, but still played well against Michigan. Uh, it was Seton Hall. We all picked Villanova. Villanova won. Uh, Memphis, Wichita State. Me and you picked Memphis. Computer went with Wichita State. Memphis, you know, showed they can be. Blew them out. Uh, Baylor, Iowa State, I think was one. Let me see here. I picked Baylor. Yep, you picked Baylor. Uh, I picked Baylor, and Computer picked Iowa State. Baylor ended up winning that one in a close one, 77-72. Uh, Wake Forest, Miami. You and the computer took Wake Forest. Uh, Miami, I swear. I swear I got all these right. Oh, yeah. I believe. Um, uh, and me did end up winning. Good performance from Isaiah Wong in them. Uh, Creighton, Marquette. You picked Marquette. The computer picked Marquette. I picked Creighton. That one was so close. He hit that shot to send it to double overtime. I was thinking I had that one, too, but – I forget his name, but um, he hit that crazy three. Alex send- O'Connell from Duke. Yeah, right? O'Connell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He hit that three to send it into uh, double overtime. That was a really good game. Yeah, I, I turned it off. I think I caught the the last. Yeah, over. Yeah, I only saw like the last less than ten minutes, and it was really good. Yep. And but Marquette didn't end up taking that one, so you and the computer got that one right. Uh, Michigan State Northwest. I took Michigan State. You guys both took Northwestern, you and the computer. Michigan did end up pulling that one out. And then, uh, for some reason, the website you said the games at Illinois, Minnesota, that game is until, I don't know if that game was going to be Sunday, but I think it's, I don't know, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so, that being said, you and the computer both went three and four, six and one, uh, one away from a sweep. So, overall, you're still in the by a decent amount, 21 and 16 on the year. Uh, I'm in second now at 18 and 19, and then the computer bringing up in last with six, uh, excuse me, at 16 and 21. So lead starting to go down a little bit, but you still have it by three. All right, now moving on to our games this week. We got six of them, and we're going to start off in the Big 12 with Kansas and Oklahoma State. So I'll you know, let you go. So you got for that one? Um, I have Kansas for this one. I think Kansas is a top three team in the in the country. They have the best backcourt in the country too. And um, I think this it's at Oklahoma State, but I still think this is this is an easy win for Kansas. So I'm going with Kansas. All right, and I'm gonna go with a little bit of that. Well, probably my one main upset of this week. Oklahoma take Oklahoma State. Uh, Pretty sure they beat him last year with Cade Cunningham at home, so they've they've had their number at home against Kansas recently, and Kansas hasn't looked great the past couple of games, other than other than Nevada, which they beat by twenty seven, uh, only an eight point win over Stephen F. Austin, and then only a nine point game over George Mason. Both of those teams have had some bad losses. Yeah, they do need to fix um, playing down to their. They keep playing down to competition. They need to play i wouldn't say up to they just need to play the same way i guess every single game they keep playing down to whoever they're playing whether it be like george mason or 
um, Oklahoma State or Baylor. They need to keep the same um, level of play throughout the season, especially Big 12 play, because this is the, one of the best conferences in the nation, and yep. they're going to need to show that they're the best team in the Big 12. Yeah. And Oklahoma State, they've looked bad in some games. You know, had needed overtime to beat Cleveland State, lost to Oakland, but they also have offset that with some really, some really, you know, good, decent showings against good teams too. Uh, went over North Carolina State, only uh, let me see here, eleven point loss to Houston, six point loss to Xavier. They have, they have talent, and when they've been able to put it together, they've been close. So, I think they come out firing again this, and they get the upset. Uh, let me just see what the computer says here real quick. Sorry, I didn't do these beforehand, so I'm just going to throw it in real quick. And and the computer has Kansas winning this one. Agreeing with you, 83 to 65. So that is, that is their pick. All right. Moving on to the SEC, we have Kentucky against LSU. I got Kentucky here. Since their loss to Notre Dame, Kentucky's won every game by 25 points or more. They have played uh, They played North Carolina, Western Kentucky, Missouri in high point since, which isn't the same competition as LSU. Uh, LSU is one of the best teams, one of the best defenses, too, uh, in the SEC and in college basketball. But uh, I'm picking the away team again. But I just uh, – I love Kentucky's – I love how they play. I really like Toshibwe and, um, I don't know, Severe Wheeler. He's great at handling the ball and um, getting all the players involved. So um, I like that guard-center duo on Kentucky. And LSU has a really fast style of play, especially when they're playing – I feel like it's just because they've been playing worse teams because – their defense is kind of shined. And once they get those turnovers in their uh, defense turns into offense real quick and transition, it's easy to get fast break points. And obviously that increases the pace, but um, I am kind of interested to see how they bounce back after Auburn, because I mean, if you saw the game against Auburn, Auburn pretty much controlled them the whole entire game. And that was their real, the, their first real test, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I was, watching that game but i did see the notifications that just their offense for for at least the first half was just awful yeah um so yeah i'm also going to take kentucky in this one yeah kentucky team that's i feel like on the up against an lsu team that's i want to say they're going down it's a good team but they're they're not going up um and i think i think it'll be close especially lsu being at home lsu has some good wins over some good teams but like you said kentucky has just been steam their opponents the past month and they haven't been really awful teams either western kentucky and north carolina both solid teams and yeah just like you said oscar shibway kellen brady's turned it on over the past couple weeks um he i think was against western kentucky or no no it was against uh high point just their last game seven of ten from three uh and other than that missouri went two for five but western kentucky six for nine north line of five for seven he's going crazy from three and i think he'll be a big factor in you know how well they do in the sec this year so he's been on she boy's been on i think he takes this one away 
And the computer does agree with both of us. They have Kentucky winning it 72-66. So unanimous. Dang, I hate it when we all tie. Yeah. Yep. I think, like, it's not even like we all, like, I feel like when we all pick games, we still have, like, a 50-50 shot of getting it right. But then it's like if either everyone loses or everyone wins, there's no, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, even when we're all, we all, like, agree on a team. That doesn't like like there's still like a fifty yeah yeah like like yeah I feel like we haven't we haven't been good in all agreeing you know you know what I mean all right yeah (laughs) moving on to the Big Ten uh we have the game that I thought was last week it's not last week Minnesota Illinois um third time in a row I'm picking the away team I'm picking Illinois this one was hard. Um, Minnesota has been kind of going under the radar. Um, they're doing pretty good in the big 10 right now. So is Illinois, uh, Minnesota's 10 and one, Illinois is nine and three and Minnesota has some decent wins too. They haven't played, um, in about, it'll be like two ish weeks, but they have good win over Michigan, Mississippi state. Who's another team who's kind of going under the radar. Um, and their only loss comes to Michigan state who is, one of the best teams in the Big Ten, but um, uh, I really love Minnesota's uh, top scorers, I guess, Jamison Battle, who I've actually seen uh, a decent amount. I haven't seen as much from Peyton Willis, but in the one game I watched from Minnesota, uh, Jamison Battle went off for like 20-something points, but I still don't think they have anyone to really contain Kofi, so that's why I'm going with Illinois, which seems like an easy, like a I don't know. It just seems too easy not to pick. I feel like, yeah, like on paper, even though I'm in, that this is still a Minnesota team that was picked. Well, like was picked bottom of the Big Ten at the end of the day. Well, I mean, on paper, yeah, and they're playing better than they were expected. And I don't think they're going to stop. Um, I think they're going to continue to play good, and I think they'll make the tournament at this rate. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely racked up. Ben Johnson's done a really good job coaching that team uh, through the first months of the year but yeah i also agree with you for the same reasons i think you, you put it perfectly i minnesota look good i think jameson battle can you know maybe coburn doesn't reach that 22 points that he's been adding but still still Kobe coburn still exactly. one of the best players in the country and now i feel like illinois after their start to the year have gone under a lot of people's radars they haven't been ranked yeah. but they're starting to just rack up these wins now um, i mean people forget 20 point loss to cincinnati that was bad at the time, we thought Cincinnati was better than they are now. They're not not as great as we thought. But a one-point loss to Marquette without Kofi. Marquette's looked solid. And then only a four-point loss to Arizona, who's now like a top, top. Yeah. Eight. So we've seen Illinois kind of go under people's radars. And, yeah, I think they, you know, prove a point in the Big Ten. And they beat Minnesota away. And, again, the computer agrees with us. They have them 70 to 61. So, yeah, like I was saying, I feel like one of these, either Kentucky's going to be right or Illinois is going to be right. And then the other one's going to be wrong. And no, it just hasn't worked out for us. All right. Moving on to a different power conference, the ACC. We have Florida State and Wake Forest. Uh, I got Wake Forest. Uh, They're coming off two back-to-back losses against 
ACC teams, and they're not the best either. It's Louisville and Miami, who have both been away games. So I guess that's one thing to make it a little uh, lighten up the losses. Their Louisville lost only four, and Miami lost was eight. But they're playing uh, Florida State at home, so uh, I think Wake Forest bounces back here in this game. Uh, Londis Williams is averaging 20 points, six rebounds, and five assists, which is um, a great stat line. It's one of the best in college basketball. And I'd going with the home team for the first time, I guess, in these picks. But uh, yeah, I got Wake Forest. All right. And again, I'm going to take Wake Forest at home. Alondis uh, Williams has been a really great guard. And uh, another underrated piece, Jake LaRavia, transfer from Indiana State. He's really uh, put it on so far this year, averaging 14 and a half and six for Wake. And an uh, eight-point loss to Miami, but that, that that's, in my opinion, loss. I'm a lot higher on Miami than some people are, or yeah, than a lot of people are. And I think this Wake Forest team can contend towards the top of the ACC, especially with how bad of a year it's been for them. Uh, they have some solid wins, uh, four over Northwestern in OT, then, uh, um, I mean, three over Charlotte, 19 over Virginia Tech. That one jumps out. Uh, Virginia Tech, a team that, you know, is fighting for second or third in that in a week ACC. And I think Wake Forest can make a statement, just like Illinois in our last game. And yeah. be they have Christmas. three huge games coming up at home, too, against Florida State, then Syracuse, then Duke and Wake Forest is a good. Like, I feel like I was surprised to see them lose these two games back to back. And I mean, especially when you have a go to guy like Williams, who's leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists as a guard, um, a transfer from Oklahoma, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, it's just hard for me to think that Wake Forest disappoints in conference play but i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i got wake forest for this game yeah and like you said that that louisville one is you know much more surprising to me because louisville doesn't have that go-to guy that wake has and we i can argue wake has too with him in him in laravia so yeah i, I expect him to come rebound and get that big win and again the computer does agree with us third straight this decision uh, as Wake Forest in a blowout, 88-61. to 61. So we'll see if we switch up on this next one, Alabama-Florida. You want to take this one first? Uh, sure. I'm going to go with Alabama for this one. Uh, I think Naos' team, again, very, very spotty, especially off that loss to Davidson. But it seems like in the, you know, the big games, the important games, they show up when it matters. It's just like this problem playing down to their opponents and you see they've played two ranked i'm sorry three ranked teams here beat all of them uh florida's not ranked but they're close to it and think the key in this one is alabama's backcourt uh florida more of a a, you know big focus team with colin castleton and they have two you know two or solid guards in uh, jones tyree appleby and philanders fleming but those three guards all are, you know, worse than Bama's three three guards, Shackelford, Quinley, Davison. And I think at the end of the day, 
Alabama's bigs, Paco and Gurley, they can hold Castleton enough in check, and those guards can, you know, as it seems score at will. I feel like they'll do that against Florida. Yeah, so I have Alabama too. I'm not huge on Florida. I think – I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not big on Alabama too right now because they did just beat Tennessee, but – which seems like a good win too because Tennessee was making it close. They were making a run, and Tennessee was missing their two best players too. They didn't have um, Kennedy Chandler or John Fulkerson, which is the six-year senior, so – it may seem that that's a bigger win for Alabama, but it's really not as big as it seems because Tennessee was missing two key pieces. So uh, that's not as big of a win in my eyes. So I, I still am going to go Alabama, but I don't really love either of these teams recently, especially with Alabama recently. Their loss to Davidson and Memphis, and they kind of got lucky against Houston. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to go with Bama. Yeah, uh, really inconsistent. Uh, and that was kind of the theme last year with those teams, those teams too. Just they look great at some points and they don't look like a top 25 team in others. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go with Alabama for the defense, though. I do think their defense is, I don't really know much about Florida's defense, but I do think Alabama plays good. At least some of their players play consistent defense most of the time, especially Keon Ellis. He is a spotty shooter at times, but I think. He's one of the best uh, perimeter guards that I've watched in so far this year and consistently gets in the heads of the other guys he's defending. It just like we say this every time about Alabama, it just matters whether they knock down their threes and um, can shoot better than the other team. Yeah, for sure. And Ellis was a name I didn't even think of. It really just speaks to how deep that backcourt is. They have, yeah. you know, four or five power conference starter caliber guards on their team, which is crazy. Um, but the computer did disagree with us. Finally, not unanimous. It took four 78 to 65. So that's who they took. And moving on to this last game here, Texas tech, Iowa state. Um, I'll go first. I I'm taking Iowa state in this one. Iowa state. I watched a lot of that Baylor Baylor game and they really impressed me. Uh, coming in, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to, you know, keep it within the way Baylor's looked. I wasn't really going to keep it within, you know, fifteen, because uh, on paper the talent's just not there. But they they showed up, and every time Baylor, for the most part, every time Baylor had something like Iowa State had an answer, and I think being home helped in Hilton Coliseum. But Tristan Anuna, Kansas transfer, had a great game. He impressed me. Uh, Isaiah Brockington did his thing for the part and and they have they have some talent and tj osselberger is in a really good job them. like i said a scrappy team but they'll fight hard no matter who they play and we've seen they've beat they've beat memphis they've beat xavier and they almost beat the number one team so i think you know again they're home hilton coliseum one of the hardest place, places to play in the country they'll feed off that energy and they should be able to beat a texas tech team that is good but not as good as baylor yeah, I was going back and forth on this one, but uh, I'm going to pick Texas Tech. This The only home team I picked was Wake Forest. So this is my fifth away team I'm picking. I'm picking Texas Tech. Uh, another upset. 
I just, I don't know. I have kind of that feeling again that um, for this upset, kind of similar to yours with Oklahoma State. I did see some of the highlights from the Iowa State and Baylor game. I didn't get to watch it all. And pretty much everything you said was right. Iowa State played to the competition. They just kind of came up short, like right at the end. But uh, I feel like they're going to, I don't know. I just have a feeling with Texas Tech. I, I don't really have much of an explanation. I just kind of have Texas Tech. Sometimes, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. It's just... I mean, they have a bunch of uh, double-digit scores in their team. Uh, yeah, Kevin McCuller leads a team in pretty much every stat about, except for defensive ones. He's at the top for, like, rebounds, assists, and then right neck and neck for points. But um, – Terrence Shannon hasn't played all the games, so we'll see if he's playing. Then, yeah, but if not, then I might have to go Iowa State. But I'll I'll stay with Texas Tech for this. All right. Yeah, and, I mean, sometimes it's just like this. Sometimes it's just, especially in court, sometimes I just have a feeling that one team is going to be better than another. I mean, on paper, Texas Tech's got more talent, and it just, it just comes down to whether they can use it. Yeah, and this would be the only the second game that we picked different, so I do we, – we need to get yeah. at least – two in there that we have different that's true that did help uh, and this time the computer did agree with you took texas tech 64 to 58 so actually i was gonna say five you know five of the six you computer agreed on this week so pretty similar picks there um maybe the computer wants to latch on to you they saw you're in first place wants to yeah wants to i'm to catch up from last computers in last yeah i know yeah you see he wants to he wants to rise up Moving on to our little segments here, starting off with my mid-major player of the week. And this week, we're going, you know, as we move on in this series, I can't go as much to the people that are dominating the stats. You got to look at, you know, people that are important for their teams and may may surprise some people when it comes postseason time. And for this edition, we are going to Lexington, Virginia, to talk about VMI who has a big man by the name of Jake Stevens. Stevens is a senior uh, out of Bunker Hill, West Virginia, currently averaging 17, eight and a half, and three and a half assists for VMI. If you like Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, if you're a Jokic fan, this is this might be one of your favorite college players because he is 6'11", 266, not a small man. And he's really just the head guy for this VMI team. He's had some great games for him. Um, you now the main one on the spotlight is, uh, let's see, where was the one here? Like, yeah, he'll he'll he's very he's interesting to me. And I watched him against Furman uh, in a game where VMI actually won. Furman as one of the nation's most underrated players. A guy I almost talked about today in Jalen Slauson. 16 and 8, super athletic guy for them. And Stevens outshone him in that game, having 23, 23, 8, and 4 uh, in a game where Steve, uh, sorry, excuse me, Slauson had 27 and 5. Stevens 23, 8, and 4 and the win. So he outshone him in that. And Stevens is an interesting guy because a lot of box scores are, you know, one, really none of them are the same. Sorry, I'm trying to profile back up here on ESPN so I can tell you those box scores. Uh, let me bring it up here real quick. Yeah, so, you know, he'll have games Furman 23-8-4, and four, 
Wofford, 27, 12, and 6. And then 11 like, um, you know, Garter Webb, 28, 16 assists, six blocks, or, you know, eight, eight, and nine. Very Jokic like stat numbers. Stuff's a stat sheet, head of the offense, efficient shooter, too, 53%. Does it all for the VMI team? And I think if VMI makes it to the tournament, they've been playing pretty well. well who knows? They could surprise a team or two. And uh, off the help of Jake Stevens. Yeah, I mean, up. just by looking at it, they're in the Southern Conference at the top uh, of it right now from conference play. But, I mean, uh, there are some good teams in there that you mentioned. mentioned like yeah. Wofford is typically good, Chattanooga. And- Chattanooga almost threw my top 40 this week. They're They're looking great. Yeah, and I mean, they have two guys averaging 17 and two others that are above 10. So, I mean, I haven't been really been paying attention to them at all, honestly. But, uh, I mean, it looks like a team that, I mean, I hope to see in March. Yeah, should be a fun team to watch. Um, all right, now we'll move on to your segment. Uh, I have a feeling you might have a lot to say here. I think, in, yeah, Indiana's played since the last time, Northern Kentucky and Penn State. Or have we talked about the Northern Kentucky game last oh, time. Did we? Okay, so we just, yeah. All right, that's good. It gets out of the way. We have one game to talk about then. Yeah, because they they did have UNC Asheville had COVID problems, so they had to cancel, um, which probably would have been a win. But um, they played Penn State yesterday at Penn State, and I mean Penn State's one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So I was hoping that this would be at least uh, just a win, and get Indiana kind of kicked off for conference play, especially because they have Ohio State, Minnesota, and Iowa next, which are, I mean, none of those are easy games. But it was kind of the opposite. It was actually completely the opposite. Indiana was looked horrible. It was ugly shooting performance. They shot four for 17 from three, which is 23%, 39 from the field. And compared to Penn State, who shot 41 from the field and 50% from three, and... 15 from Jalen Pickett, but I mean, the whole story of the game was kind of just Trey Jackson Davis on his own. He didn't really have much help the whole game, uh, which sucks to see because he's one of the best players in the Big Ten and in the country, and it's just Indiana's done a lot for him in the last two years, and it's great that he stayed, and just to see all these guys that they've brought in that are just like, at least just this game, just kind of fail to do their role um was ugly to watch but i'm hoping they bounce back on thursday they have a home game against ohio state which would be a great win for them and yeah i don't really have much to say about the penn state loss it kind of just uh gotta move on from it but it's uh definitely the worst loss so far is that a game you think archie miller could have won um I don't know. You did say that the uh, reporter at the end of the game, because I turned it off at the end. I didn't even want to watch yeah. it. Um, said that Indiana has struggled with Penn State the last few years, which sounds right because, I mean, I do remember two years ago, Rob Finnessy had to hit a game-winning three to beat them. But, I mean, I, just, I don't know. I don't. They have been better the past few years when they had Lamar Stevens. But this year especially, it just feels like it should have been a win. Um it's a better team, better coach, but yeah. And I, I actually looked it up when I heard that because I think the I think the 
little thing you said was the last five games have been decided by like eight points. Yeah. And yeah, it did me look and um, you know, yeah, it was a lot of the games have been close, but the one thing I forgot is Penn State wasn't bad even just two years ago when they had Stevens. I mean, they were ninth in the country when you guys played in 2020. I yeah. totally forgot that. But this year they've definitely dropped off. But Indiana sees them again on the 26th later this month, and it'll be at Assembly Hall. So hopefully we'll be able to get the job done there. And I mean, it's in a way game in the Big Ten, which is pretty hard to win against any team. But yeah, that's my Indiana report for this week. Hopefully it's better next Monday because I will have played Ohio State and Minnesota. Yep. So you should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, I'll have a lot to say about those two games. <laughs> yeah. All right. So finishing it up here with the random shit report, which you know, it's been about a week and a half. I have a couple here just that I pulled off of Twitter. Um, first off, we we can't have one of these without spotlighting at least one team that had a really shitty offense. And this time it goes to Boston College. So congrats, Boston College. You guys lost to North Carolina yesterday. 91-65 in a game where you shot, um, bring it up, yeah, 31% from three, 28% from, or yeah, 31% from the floor, 28% from three. Not really awful, but considering the first half, 16% from three, or 16% from the floor, 11% from three. That is not good. So uh, shout out to Boston College. You guys got blown out. Um, all we see here, uh, only one ACC team got a vote. First time in over 40 years. This is pretty recent from today's AP poll. Uh, first time last 40 years, only one ACC team received a vote. And it was Duke. So we're talking about a historically awful ACC. Um, so, yeah, who knows what's going to go on in that conference. So, yeah. Uh, that was, there were my two. Do you have any, anything you got or? Uh, mine was just uh, kind of, we said earlier, but um, the one AP poll voter, Steven Sy had Georgia at fourth, but meant he did meant, mean for it to be Gonzaga, but uh, it went in as Georgia. So he had the five and eight Bulldogs at fourth overall. <laughs> People were saying uh, he needs a raise, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I still see, see like, because they'll post those AP poll. There's probably around 60 of them. And just the same guy, Jesse Newell, just has like awful rankings. As like he had like Houston fourth, Iowa State 25th. It was just, it's just kind of mind blowing every week. He has like um, just, it's almost like he just doesn't watch yeah. the games. He just kind of like picking the teams. But yeah. I mean, that's why there's like 70 of them. So. Um, yeah, and thankfully that offsets you get you get the. And then I had another one too, which actually Barcel um, uh, bench mob reposted. It was the Indiana's graphic from the loss, and it was just a funny graphic that they uh, posted after they lost. And I mean, it's just right here, but um, their scores all big and highlighted like they won, and they blurred out Penn State's, but they actually won. So, I mean, uh... hey, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I got. For the random share report. All right. And I'm going to throw one more here because this just happened. This is uh, Towson Drexel. We're going to test this out because this is, this is a video clip. I'm going to hold it up to the mic. 
hopefully it doesn't irritate all the listeners. But uh, Towson versus Drexel. Towson the throw line, and he gets distracted a little bit here. Let's see. Let's hear it. And he misses the free throw. He misses the free throw, so it worked. Uh, I don't know if you heard that through the mic, but oh yeah, a really I heard loud it. scream, and uh, ended up working out. And Drex wanted up winning the game, so maybe you know, maybe she was a difference. All right, that'll do it for episode nine of three fifty seven. We'll be back here on Thursday, covering a big, you know, covering the games in a couple days, and looking forward to a big weekend in college hoops. But that is it for us. I'm going to watch the last two minutes of this Wisconsin-Purdue game. Yep. Wisconsin is up two. So that can be a big one. So, yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll see you guys Thursday.